And hello, and welcome everyone to the Comic Multiverse, where the worlds of nerd meet. We are back, Matt. It's Sunday, it's time for a show, and you know, this this is a comic book podcast. It's a show where we talk about a little bit of everything, but I can also assure you, Matt, that this podcast is not secretly cake. God damn it, you beat me fucking to it. <laughs> Our minds are melded, Matt. <laughs> I, was t- I was totally going to do that. <laughs> Literally, that was all I thought about today, where it's like, hmm, need to be on top of the meme game, what's going on? Comic Multiverse, the only show that promises it's not cake. And we have immediately dated ourselves. Hell yeah, we have. When the fucking future people look back on this one, when the hills are not but dust, mm-hmm. they'll listen to this and be like, what the hell were they thinking for like a for like a day? Yeah, and also for the second week in a row, we begun directly on 10 o'clock. Yes, that's pretty good for us. For once, we can actually we can actually keep a goddamn schedule. <laughs> I uh, I've been thinking about cake a lot recently because it'll be my birthday on Thursday, and this <laughs> show goes up Wednesday. So there you go, everyone. You you have no reason to forget my birthday, unlike my mother. <laughs> no joke though. Uh, my father uh, he did forget my birthday, but he forgot it in a funny way. He thought it was last month, <laughs> but it's like your your birthday isn't in June, right? I'm like, nah, it's in July. But I can't blame you because of coronavirus. Every day feels exactly the fucking yeah. same now. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Mine, mine forgot my birthday this year because they were meant to be going away, like uh, oh. overseas. But obviously, they couldn't. Um, so yeah, they they're like, oh yeah, it's your birthday now. We would have been away, so we forgot. <laughs> I, I mean, come on. It, it happened with Thanksgiving. It happened with Easter. It's just like every everything has been canceled because of virus. Nothing, yeah. nothing counts anymore. <laughs> no. Look, I think we all have to agree when the world opens up and everything is normal again, we all have to have a big raging party to make up for all of these <laughs> events that didn't feel right because of quarantine. <laughs> Maybe let's not have it at Disneyland, though. No, let's not. Did you see that video? I'm sure you did of the Disney like live bloggers being mm-hmm. like, oh, we're here now with our masks on. You know, we're, we're risking death because this is what we do as Disney live streams. Oh, I don't feel so good. Yeah, I got a bit of a sore throat. Mm, yeah, not really enjoying yeah. this. Let's go to Animal Kingdom. Yeah, I think the, I, the, they went to like the first aid and they told him like, you probably should go to the hospital. Just, you know, better safe than sorry. And they're like, no, just going to live stream because Disney streamers are a thing. Yeah, Man, I, I, I said, I said that's the business. that's the American dream. You you like spend all your money to get to go to Disney World and then die in a pandemic. Yeah, really, <laughs> for real. God damn, I, I I I wish I could be so lucky. Again, it's not like the fucking Comic Cons are opening up or anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe that's for the best because you know the con crud is no joke. I'm sure everyone would get the corona. <laughs> Maybe that'll be like what happens with San Diego Comic Con at home. You get the full experience, so they Ooh. they have someone to come into your house and just sneeze in your face. We, we coughed in an envelope <laughs> and sent it to you. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and the envelope smells like undeodoranted flesh, just like all the people <laughs> I'd be standing next to all weekend. Man, this really is the full experience. <laughs> so happy, so so happy. <laughs> how uh, how has your week been, Matt? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Just been, um, because obviously we've got Ghost of Tsushima coming out uh, this coming weekend. Uh, I've been kind of going through my backlog of games and being like, okay, which ones can I finish before that come out? Mm -hmm. Because there's no way I'm going to, like, play anything else. 
I uh, I pushed myself there and I finished uh, Last of Us Two last night. Oh, what'd you think of it? I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. I mean, the only the only complaint that people were saying that I maybe maybe could agree with, and this even feels like a weird one, is like, oh, you know, it was a little long in places. They probably could have cut a couple segments for time, and it would have been a little tighter. I'm like, yeah. But then again, I also appreciate a game that I paid 80 bucks Canadian for actually gave me my money's worth and took me more than a few nights to beat. Exactly, yeah, yeah. The, the only real complaint I have now I can talk about it is that I wish we got an Abbey segment a little earlier than what we did because it kind of like separates mm -hmm. the game where you play as Ellie and then it stops and then you play yeah. as... I wish we got a segment a little bit sooner or we played more at the start as Abbey. Right, right. Yeah, I, I know there's a lot of talk about, you know, structural questions and, like, would this same story have been better if they had told it literal, li literally? Would it have been better if you played as Abby first and then, oh, hey, twist, it's Ellie, et cetera, et cetera? Mm -hmm. I don't know. There's definitely some stuff to be said about that, but uh, I know the way a lot of people online were talking about it was like, Jesus Christ, never never fo fucking watch Pulp Fiction or your goddamn <laughs> head would explode, apparently. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Also, another thing, too, that I felt after playing, you know, a lot of people said, like, oh, you know, one of the things I didn't like about the game is that, you know, it felt like the message was that, you know, uh, killing is wrong, but it gave you no choice not to kill. Again, I thought the killing was great. We talked about this last week, and in fact, I think every character pretty much agrees in that game that, yeah, killing's not great, but it's also necessary. Mm -hmm. Everyone agrees that it's super necessary. I never got a killing was wrong message from it. No, no, exactly. And I don't understand how people got that. The The, the story is about, like, the, the cyclical nature of, like, revenge and violence, mm -hmm. how it's like one piece of violence reacts to another piece of violence, and it's just never-ending cycle, and it's about the characters breaking that cycle. Absolutely. In fact, uh, the ending, which again, I, I got into an argument with this people on Twitter where they're like, oh, you know, the first game was dark, but it was more hopeful. Why? Because they petted giraffe at some point. <laughs> that game had multiple child death, a very graphic on-screen suicide, cannibalism, torture, which most of those things don't come back in the new game. It's dark in completely well, different ways. They don't go back to old wells. Also, can we just, did they just like forget the fact that Joel decided to doom probably millions of people in all of mankind all of mankind just to save one person which again it made sense in the moment because you followed around joel you mm -hmm. liked joel you liked ellie understood his point which it's funny people understand that point but they don't understand the point from the abby campaign and that's the whole point of this series <laughs> where it's like look if you could walk a mile if you could literally walk a mile in someone else's shoes that you hated via the power of video games would you still feel the same at the end mm-hmm mm-hmm that's that's literally what it's trying to do. Also, another thing, and I brought this up on Twitter. You know, all the early reviews are like, "Oh, you know, uh, I, I I walked away from this game feeling like Schindler's List," <laughs> which I thought was which I thought was a bad comparison for a number of reasons. I think a much better comparison is actually Moby Dick because the game allows you to be Ahab and White Whale mm -hmm. simultaneously, and also the game is loaded with water and nautical imagery. You keep going back to a marina. The opening screen is a boat. I have no no doubt that that's what they were aiming for. This and, and that the story also like basically follows like the Moby Dick mm. sort of themes as well. It, it, it totally does. It's it's totally Moby Dick, which yeah. is the thing. Which again is why I even got a little upset when like game trailers was like you know or no not game trailers. Uh, 
uh, honest trailers that I normally like when they're like, oh, it's a, it's a revenge story, you know, that everyone was bored from since the Bible. I'm like, well, why do you think we keep telling those stories then? <laughs> why do you think we've literally been telling these types of stories about revenge since biblical times? Why, why do you think Confucius said there, uh, what is it, uh, he who seeks revenge should uh, dig two graves? Yeah, yeah, it's not something new. Yeah, that's my thing. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, I won't say any more than that because, again, some people might still be playing through it. I don't want to spoil it. I feel like you and I should do a deeper conversation about this at some point because I feel like I do have stuff to say that's not getting said. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I do as well. I The, the amount of like people I've seen that just don't seem to get it when it's we, when, when i feel like i like it's really it's really you, you can see it you can watch it and play it and it's right there but i don't understand how these people aren't getting it because it's, it's pretty in your face they're being willfully thick about yeah. it they really are and it bugs me too because it's like guys you're in your crappy arguments you're making for not liking this you're actually making the first one worse Mm-hmm. is the thing because i really like the first one it's like you you guys didn't get the point of that ending at all did you no, or at no. least you're pretending like you didn't get the point of that ending yeah yeah it's it's very strange and for a game like very. this like like i could understand something else but like last of us really you're getting upset yeah. about this <laughs> so fucking weird so fucking weird gamer entitlement man i tell you but hey speaking of gamer stuff uh i swear this is still a comic book podcast everyone but this is this is just for us this is just for me and matt to fill a <laughs> fill a slow week of news but uh ubisoft uh had a big thing mm-hmm. and because ubisoft had a big thing that means we get to do oh say it with me now it gets intro <laughs> music now assassin talk assassin talk yeah the Ub- ubisoft live stream which leaked a full week ahead of everything of it we we got yep. everything that was in that live stream like a week before so classic ubisoft yeah then. yeah yeah we got to see all their new stuff they got coming out from the year obviously we got to see a bunch of footage for assassin's creed valhalla and it's funny normally whenever uh, you know at e3 when ubisoft has an assassin's creed centric thing to show it's always so polished and so shiny and so like the game won't actually play like that this year though they did something different and that is there was a lot of bugs and jankiness just <laughs> in what they showed again i think it might it's, it definitely was probably because they couldn't you know do it in you know a big auditorium you know have all this like sort of preparedness whereas they had to kind of like just throw something together probably yeah, and they also probably couldn't get people together because of coronavirus, so they probably couldn't get the company they normally get to shine that mm-hmm. shit up real nice for them like they always do. Yeah, and really, I kind of appreciate that, that they just, they, they didn't, you know, say like, oh, we don't have anything to show, we, or it's not up to par or something, they just showed yeah. it. Especially, too, where it's, like, this late in the franchise. Like, it's an Assassin's Creed game, everyone. You know what you're going to get. You know what it's going to look like. Yeah, it's going to have the same gameplay loop with a couple of new features. And it had some really cool new features that I'm actually really interested to look at. Yeah, I I like the raiding stuff (laughs) that they're doing. I like the roaming world bosses from from English mythology, not Norse mythology, Mm -hmm. which is funny. But then again, you know, finally, Matt... Yeah, you and I, as a Canadian and Australian, get to live our fantasies of taking the fights to those damn Saxons. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm looking forward. To, I I have a feeling that much like Assassin's Creed Odyssey, we're going to get uh, Norse mythology stuff in the DLC. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, like you'll you'll be fighting I don't know, Thor or Odin or something like in Assassin's Creed Odyssey, where you fought Hades. Yeah. 
Yeah, we uh, we saw Odin in the trailer, mm-hmm. so clearly he's going to be a part of it in some way or another. Uh, it can be a man or a woman this time around again. I thought that's cool, where it's like, yeah, these famous uh, historic assassins who just have surnames. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm waiting for the Assassin's Creed one where you can actually make your own character. I think that'd be really yeah, cool. I'm, yeah, I'm shocked they haven't gone that far. Is this is this one supposed to have online features? Because I know in all the stuff I saw with like the raiding and sieges, where it's like, oh, to open a door you need someone to open the big chest, you need a person. I'm like, that feels like where your like co-op partner comes in. I think that was I. That might be, but it might also be like a a progression of like how in Odyssey how you have like on your boat you have like those lieutenants it might be something like that where like oh you need this guy to come and help you or like someone will just run over to the door and help you open it or something right right another thing i liked uh the ability to dual wield any weapon you want including two shields yes yeah i saw that and i'm like yes yes i'm gonna do that thank you (laughs) thank you for that all shield run all shield run coming soon (laughs) and uh also to the other thing uh i enjoyed about it is multiple different enemy types yeah yeah i i like all the looks again it's like building off odyssey where they had kind of enemy types but this looks like it's taking it further where you get a bit more variety around the world which Mm. is really really wonderful because odyssey did get repetitive at times you're like oh there's a shield guy i'll take him out with this and oh guy Mm. would do it i like i like the idea as well that they can pick up the corpses and throw them at you that's pretty great again you know when i was playing through odyssey and when i was playing through uh the other one too my thought was like man more enemy types would really save this and uh, it looks like they're doing that in fact there looks to be multiple factions now (laughs) all with their own uh different philosophy to combat which is cool yeah it seems like they filled out the world a little bit more absolutely now the question is uh do you think they're gonna nickel and dime you on the base building mechanic because it's like oh yeah go on raids and build up your base and everything i'm like oh and buy ubi bucks too while i'm at it i have no doubt i have no doubt Gotta buy them big ubi bucks if you want to build they'll up have all the, good luck. They'll have the usual uh, like skins that do nothing to that mm. that just skins, but then they'll have those. What do they call them in the in the menus? The time savers. That's right. Oh yeah, fuck those things. Yeah, they'll have them where it's like you instantly build you know this for your base or something. Yeah, why again absorbing all the worst <laughs> stuff from mobile gaming? Also, why. Uh, you, 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 you give me three different sets of weapons that all fill different roles. Why why can't I save these weapons as templates without spending like tens of thousands of dollars <laughs> of in-game money? Because fuck you, Joel, that's yeah. why. Yeah. <laughs> fuck you, pay me. Uh, what else was going on there that I liked? Uh, ooh, they showed some stuff from... Uh, watchdogs legion uh watchdogs has always kind of been like a like a dark horse franchise like that first one had so much buzz wasn't that great the second one was much better even though i never finished it yeah we'll see i like i liked the second one but i liked the first one because it was more realistic in a way like it was a bit more gritty and everything whereas this whereas since the second one and now legion it looks like they're going like oh wacky sort of things i'm like yeah it looks cool cyberpunk but i really wish that it was like for once we get a series that was serious because it always seems like these series turn into that where like the first one it does all right and the second one they're like we're changing it up and making it all wacky and you can be a a grandma spy and Mm. all this sort of a soccer hooligan mechanically i am very interested in the idea behind that game where that is you Mm -hmm. have no one main character you play as the organization 
of mm -hmm. dead sec and you recruit different people I'm like okay you couldn't possibly have recorded all these lines how many individual uh what is it mission types <laughs> did you do for recruitment and what did you cut to get there yeah yeah can we can we take is one my... character all the way through the game yes like i i'm interested in that doing crazy challenges like that uh mm -hmm. furthermore uh what was it uh man that trailer the person who cut that trailer really liked Spider-Verse, didn't they? Oh, yep. Yep. <laughs> Which, as someone on Twitter told me, apparently one of the visual design guys who works on this game, the head one, worked on Spider-Verse. So it's mm. not really plagiarism when you're ripping yourself off. <laughs> but yeah, I, I kind of like that, you know, uh, postmodern uh, Andy Warhol, like, in-your-face uh, kind of punk aesthetic. Mm -hmm. I'm down for that, which makes sense because, you know, London, England, birthplace of punk music. So there you go. Yeah, yeah. It, it does look interesting. I'm I'm intrigued to see what, what it'd be like. I'm just surprised that, like, this is, like, the second time we've actually seen it. We haven't I seen know, it. Like, right? like, they announced it back, what, like, two years ago? Oh, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. A while ago. Maybe, maybe it underwent a bit of stylish reworking. I know in the footage they showed of it, it was kind of interesting because it's like, oh, uh, the first stuff they showed where it's like, you know, ooh, gritty, rainy street London. Oh, thank you, uh, G. Botched for following there. Yeah, where it looked like, oh, it's all rainy street London. I'm like, well, this is kind of depressing when compared to sunny San Francisco yeah. from the second game. But now in this one, it's like, no, 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 Tower of London, broad daylight. There's color here, too. Yeah. Because, yeah, I didn't want it to get all dark and morose again. Uh, what else did they have? Uh Oh, they had Far Cry 6, which is funny, man. Far Cry is such a weird fucking series now because the entire ad campaign and the entire trailer campaign is always done around the villain and not the character you play because the character you play is always a blank, empty fucking cipher. Yeah, yeah, they're just relying on the villains that have since, like, Far Cry 3, 2, 3, yes. yeah. It was 3, yeah. What a, what a weird choice. Yeah, I kind of wish the series would go back to, like, its roots in Far Cry 1 where, like... You're a soldier and you're you're on an island and there's super soldiers like it was cool and now it's just like kind of like more i guess realistic yeah like rambo insurgency the fact that it's in not cuba is kind of interesting <laughs> yeah yeah also as the chat reminds me too and the funny thing is the villain that everyone remembers from far cry 3 wasn't even the main villain no no he died off really quickly <laughs> Yeah, he was the Darth Vader. He was the secondary villain is the truly shocking <laughs> thing. It's just just so weird for a franchise where it's like, okay, cool villain, but who am I going to play? Uh, some fucking guy. Yeah, just, just some no-name who's never actually going to end up making a difference anyway. <laughs> which which I think is something that Ubisoft themselves actually misses from why Far Cry 3 was so good. And Jason Brody, I do believe his mm -hmm. name was, the main guy in Far Cry 3 actually had quite a story and underwent yeah. quite a major change because he was like just some american backpacking dickbag who never yeah, held a rich gun kid. never yeah ne never held a gun before never took a life before and you could like actually see like flashbacks of him throughout the game by like looking at like their party footage and them just being ugly americans all over the world then being punished here and it's like oh interesting he's you know a hero but he's not a good guy and he brought this on himself and like you know it's it's not quite the great white savior. It's like them trying to like comment on the whole great white savior thing. Yeah, and you also, as well as that, they had like a good supporting cast with like his surviving yes. friends and everything in that mission of like trying to get off mm. the island and everything. Absolutely, which you didn't get in any of the other games. No, no. Again, they're just like, let's just do Voss again. Yeah. 
They they keep trying to recreate that and have since number three. Yeah, and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, but I don't think any of them have been as good as three. No. Well, except for, okay, someone says the Blood Dragon DLCs. Okay, because those ones were just pure comedy. Those ones yeah, were fun. They weren't taking themselves seriously in that. Yeah, when they just say fuck it and have a laugh like yeah. they do sometimes. But, uh, yeah, so there's your Ubisoft Assassin Talk news, everybody. I know we're not a video game show, but it was on our mind anyway. And some of these get comic tie-ins. Assassin's Creed got comic tie-ins, so it counts. It's yeah. okay. Yeah, I, I really wish, though, that, like, oh, there were rumors they were going to announce a new, a, a new Splinter Cell, and that never happened. Mm, and that yeah. is such, like, a wasted series. It's such a wasted sure series. Is. Like, I, sure is. I guess, like, they, they, they want to do one, but, like, they're like, oh, we'll just put Sam Fisher in ghost recon breakpoint for a mission that's all we'll do or put him in that what's that mobile game they announced him for the last e3 everyone was so upset about that (laughs) yeah ubisoft is famous for that for sitting on franchises i know i'm not one of them but many people are like when are you gonna do a new prince of persia when are you gonna Mm -hmm. do a new prince of persia though yeah yeah i'm surprised there wasn't a prince of persia like assassin's creed tie-in there kind of was right? for Odyssey, like kind of, sort of, like in that yeah, sort of yeah. realm. But yeah, it never happened. Yeah, I'm shocked they didn't, which is hilarious because Assassin's Creed literally began as a Prince of Persia game. Yeah, yeah. And then now it keeps getting sequels, but Prince of Persia doesn't get any. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. Uh, okay, now in the actual official comic news, everyone, now that Matt and I have... Uh, set our piece on all the video games that we're going to be buying for the next little bit also uh what is it assassin's creed comes out in november like two days before cyberpunk yeah yeah it'd be interesting to see how those games go absolutely which i mean you know i i definitely want to be a badass viking but i want to be a cyberpunk more Mm. i've waited longer to be a cyberpunk that also gives us an idea of like when the playstation 5 is going to come out because i think that's the launch title for the playstation 5 Yes, and these look like they're going to be on both. Yeah. Uh, all right, so from the world of video games to the world of mutants, uh, this week uh, they did a very cool thing. The X-Men writer's room basically uh, put up a snapshot of their Zoom call. Mm-hmm. And they're like, hey, it's a big meeting of the X-Men writer's room. Ooh, we're talking about so many things. And they had everyone there who you could imagine. They had Hickman and Percy and uh, Teeny Howard mm-hmm. and basically everyone who's writing an X-Men book right now. And also Al Ewing. Yeah, Al Ewing. I have to wonder, like, yeah, because obviously this has led to speculation. Is he writing an X-Men book or something? But I also have to wonder, oh, is this, like, is he in on it so he doesn't use these characters in his own books or something? Like, his own events or something? Like, kind of keeping him in the loop? That, That was the theory, yes, where it's like, oh, well, is this... Does this, like, you know, make sure... Are they trying to make sure that this doesn't conflict with Empire? Because mm-hmm. X-Men is getting an Empire tie-in and, you know, uh, Skrulls and Krees and everything else in the X-Men's own cosmic history. I can understand how, you know, he wouldn't want to step on any toes. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, too, there's a lot of big X-Men books and projects coming out that haven't been given writers and creative teams yet. And, in fact, uh, judging by the solicitations and judging by... Uh, what white said when they asked him about it the editor of the whole line he's like yeah a lot of that got moved around so some of the dozens of x-men books we announced uh some of them might not be coming out yeah yeah i imagine they're gonna cut like the smaller titles that ones that don't affect the overall plot 
Yeah, the the three that were mentioned, uh, one of them even had art, but that haven't actually been solicited yet. One was that Children of the Atom book, which mm-hmm. the internet and comic book fans at large were pissy about, but you and I were actually pretty interested in. Cause... Yeah, I'm not sure why people were pissy about that. <laughs> I'm I'm mad because it's young people and they're new designs. <laughs> Wait, so you're mad that it's new, basically? <laughs> I don't like that they're tackling mutants as celebrities. I think that's really interesting, especially in a day and age of Krakoa, where obviously they want to make their own Hollywood and their own art so they would have their own celebrities. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what is it? So Children of the Atom was one. I hope that one comes out just because I want to see what the hell the deal is. And also, you and I were 90% sure this is how the Chimera mutants start, isn't it? This mm-hmm. is the beginning. None of none of them mm-hmm. are real. They're all test tube yeah, babies. Yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> That's, that's going to be the dark undercurrent of it. Uh, the other one was uh, Moira X, which was a book that was supposed to be coming out. Which sounds like it should come out because that like, that's like a really important like, like plotline heavy book because it has to tie in with Dawn of X and House of X and everything yeah. that's going on behind the scenes. She's literally only the most important character in yeah, all of this. exactly. All, all, all roads lead back to Moira. And the other one, oh, and this one broke my heart, X-Corp, which I'm almost certain was an X-Factor book in disguise. <laughs> they just didn't call it X-Factor. <laughs> so Joel, Joel is again denied his X-Factor fix. Oh, well. <laughs> so that's a, that's a shame. Uh, was there any other ones there? I know there was a cable book that came out for one issue was that is that still solicited or are they still doing cable i want to say it is i want to say like like because i actually thought about that book the other day because i was like yeah where's the second issue with that i'm sure that's coming out i mean because it's cable they always yeah, and it has cable. to have been written as well because issue one came out like way before this whole pandemic stuff so they would have definitely had a couple of issues ready to go Okay. Oh, uh, Jersey Lux says next week. That, that's uh, probably why I was yeah. thinking of it. I was looking up comics okay. next week. Yeah. Okay. So Cable is fine. All those other ones are up in the air. I feel. I feel like there was a time there where we just kept announcing X Men books over and over. That were yeah, it was out. like every other week there was like two new two new books coming out for everyone. There was a book for everyone. <laughs> Which again, you know, it's like I want I want to be mad at it, but at the same time, it's like, but they've all been really good though. Even even the ones I didn't keep up with reading were still really good. I know I keep like, I was hoping to use the pandemic to catch up on it, but it never happened. I was like, I want to catch up on new mutants and marauders and everything. Yeah, chat saying what happened to Fallen Angels. Fallen Angels was done. Fallen Angels was only a mini. Yeah, well, it, it probably was meant to go longer, but yeah, I don't yeah, think that. Well. I think that was probably one of the ones that wasn't selling very well. Right, yeah, I mean, that uh, that always seems to be Marvel status quo, where it's like, is this a mini? If it doesn't do good, it is. <laughs> and if not, it'll keep going. Uh, but yeah, obviously we've got the actual big X of Swords events that is uh, coming down the pipeline soon enough, or Ten of Swords. I'm still going to call it ten, uh, X, X of Swords. Yeah. You can't stop me. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's all X. It's all X, and it will never not be X. X, go and give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, so that's that's crazy that even in the line of X-Men books where they've all kind of been batting 100 and I'm sure all selling really good, even Marvel's like, yeah, maybe we don't have to do all of these now that we've had two months to stop and think about it. Yeah, yeah. What does that tell you about the comic industry that it all just that they all just fucking fly by the seat of their pants all the time and after having a couple months to think about it they're like but maybe we shouldn't though. Yeah, it's been actually quite interesting to see how this works where yeah, people have actually had time to like look over the work they're doing and they've realized, "Oh, this we need to, you know, cut back or do more or do better." 
Yeah, crazy, crazy, yeah. crazy. But, uh, I mean, it's not like you're going to starve for X-Men content. There's certainly going to be a lot. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, there's there's your X-Men news update, everyone. You might not be getting all the books you thought you were getting now. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, ooh, we get to go to the world of symbiotes and the world of Venoms and everything. We talked last week how Null, Null was coming, and he was coming hard, and you couldn't stop him. He was coming <laughs> so hard. But uh, now now that event, that big new event, which will be coming in December, it's going to be the big Christmas event this year, <laughs> is called The King in Black, which uh, I think it's going to be short. I think it's only going to be six issues, but also uh, I'm sure plenty of tie-ins as well because that's always the way. Yeah, Donnie. Donny Cates really missed the beat when he didn't call the event Null Point. <laughs> ah, or Null and Void. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. This is this is why you need to hire us. We got we got all the best pun names. <laughs> uh, obviously, the name King in Black is a reference to King in Yellow, which is part of the Lovecraft lore, which makes a lot of sense because Null is literally a fucking great unknowable space evil that if you look at too long you're driven insane yeah yeah i'm actually really looking forward to this i'm actually starting to pick up uh venom this week because this is the start of the um uh the reveal of that that new symbiote he's creating for this and all that sort of stuff Mm -hmm, definitely and i mean it's just just good shit as well uh, the cover is interesting, too, because it's a big Venom event where you've got Cyclops, Captain America, Spider-Man, Wolverine, <laughs> the Immortal Hulk, and Iron Man, where it's like, wow, but Venom gets to lead. Venom gets to be the important one. Yeah, yeah. I can understand why all those characters are going to get involved because uh, at one point or another, they've had run-ins with the symbiotes. And they were like Captain America and Wolverine were involved in absolute carnage. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Did, uh, did you get the bit, too, when uh, Stegman and Cates were talking about it on Twitter? And they're like, oh, yeah, man, it's the coolest thing. It's, you know, just this over-the-top heavy metal thing, man. It's so metal. They called it metal, like, three times. They're like, are you are you guys subtly digging at the competition in their <laughs> obsession with metal? Yeah, are you trying to ride on that success and get on that train? <laughs> Clearly. All aboard the metal train. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> going drive it right to the station but yeah this this looks cool venom is a really good book which i never thought i would say if you told me that like just a couple years ago yo one of your favorite books at marvel is going to be venom i'd be like shut the fuck up it's it's really cool when you get a writer who does something actually creative and interesting with a character and doesn't just rely on the look of the character and and weirdly too i actually i i never thought i'd say this too i think the whole interference from the movies actually had a big part in making this interesting too because it's like okay here's a venom story move him away from spider-man and everything spider-man related you can't you can't connect him to anything spider-man anymore (laughs) yeah so venom is actually forced to become more of his own character and more of a singular being which he is develop his own kind of like little universe definitely the venom verse if you will (laughs) but yeah king in black sounds good i'm interested in it uh definitely be checking out venom if you haven't already in fact hey uh for people who don't know uh the comic multiverse officially has its first uh amazon link now because uh our partnership with book depository had sadly come (laughs) to an end but that also means that you have another way uh to support the channel if you are so interested and i'm actually going to put it in the chat right now but if you use this link to get all caught up on venom if you're not already 
you can totally do it. You'll be helping me out. You'll be helping yourself out. And I think the way it works is that if you even buy just anything using one of my links. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, if you buy I anything through that portal, I think you get like a kickback from it. Okay, so help help Joel get his kickback, everybody. Help keep the lights on and help me help me keep being allowed to pay Matt. So there you go. Get caught up on Venom. I put that right there in the chat right now, and I'll put that uh, in the description of this video later. For, I don't know if th those notice, but uh, the descriptions of all my videos now, I try and have something related uh, to the video to be like, hey, if you buy it, if you like it, buy the trade or buy, you know, the box set or something. Yeah, I applied for one of those links. I just haven't filled out all the, because like, I got to put in all the goddamn tax details and stuff. And I, I will do that once I do my taxes. <laughs> you know what? It's funny. I didn't even do that because I'm, I'm fucking behind with this coronavirus thing and everything. So I didn't even fill it out as a company, which I probably should have. I just filled it out as an individual. <laughs> I should probably do that. Yeah. <laughs> If you fill it out as an individual, they don't make you do the tax shit. Oh, nice. You can also decide, like, hey, do you want uh, your money when you reach a certain amount, like how Google does it, or do you just want 10 bucks at a time in uh, Amazon cards? Oh, nice. <laughs> to where I'm like, uh, yes, please, give me the cards. Please. <laughs> <laughs> which, which, in that case, holy shit, Amazon cleans up three times. No wonder they're, you know, such a big rich fucking company because you know they they get paid when you buy the book the writer artist gets a little bit then you know oh, what is it you get paid a little but then you turn around and spend it <laughs> yeah, back with give them. It back to them <laughs> give it right back to them jesus christ <laughs> that's why we're all gonna be working for fucking amazon in the future yeah, <laughs> they yeah. run everything <laughs> dang you bezos dang you but also thank you for bringing that sun hat that i really needed to protect my head thank you and it was it was extra size which is what i needed i appreciate that <laughs> see that's the problem you can't you can't be mad at someone when they bring you shit <laughs> oh i'm sorry you mean that thing you ordered yesterday and i brought to your house today yeah my bad <laughs> You mean my service that lets you watch the Billy Bob Thornton Bad News Bears while you were on the toilet? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're such an evil corporation that lets you do that. <laughs> okay, but also don't d d don't check how we uh, treat our workers, actually. Don't, don't yeah, go yeah. to any of our facilities. Yeah, don't, don't, don't look at the Amazon that we're deforesting yeah. at the moment. Don't look at that. Ooh. Look at this drone we're delivering your stuff with. <laughs> Fucking hey, I love drones. <laughs> I love the robots. <laughs> uh, someone actually mentioned in the chat too there. It's like, hey, do you think uh, this will be the event where they finally bring back Flash Thompson? Because that definitely feels like a trigger they've yet to pull. Yeah, I could, I could feel feel they bring that back because I could feel this could be something that would be like, oh, we need to get all the people who've been Venom together and and to, to fight Null or something. Mm. I also wonder if they're like, they don't want to do that now where it's like, no. We've got, you know, Venom 2 coming out, the movie, and this book is selling really good. Let's let's not muddy the waters by bringing back Flash Thompson. Mm, or they could bring him back as well and make him someone else. Like, make him a different, True. newer character. Right. Again, I mean, they got a lot of rogue symbiotes around. So he, he could be Agent Toxin. He could be Agent Anti-Venom again. He could be any number of things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Agent Null. <laughs> oh. Agent Ooh, Agent Grendel, what about that? Oh, someone needs the Grendel suit, but oh, we can't trust it to anyone. Hey, Flash, we'll dig up your corpse and give it to you. 
Here you go. Now, now you're Grendel. Why not? <laughs> that is, if he's not Kindred, though. Yeah, yeah. Are you making the opposite of like, uh, like Carnage? Like how Carnage is like, like walking around with like the corpse of Cletus Cassidy and it's like evil. You make mm. him the inverse of that, where like, the Grendel suit is walking around with the corpse of Flash Thompson, but it's a hero. I like that. I like that. That's kind of fun. So, so he's basically living dead man. Yeah. He's just, you know, being puppeted yeah. by a goo monster. Hey, Brady, it's me, Flash. I'm alive again. <laughs> that could get really dark really quick. <laughs> uh, moving on from there. Uh, okay, here's a story I wasn't expecting. Remember we talked about how uh, Marvel was moving a bunch of its books digitally? Mm-hmm. Uh, Jane Foster, Cosmic Ghost Rider, and Hawkeye Freefall. Well, uh, apparently they regretted that situation right away and reversed that decision pretty damn quick because they're like, oh, we had a whole week where we didn't put out books. Oh, fuck, this coronavirus, we're behind on everything. What do you mean we had three stories that were done and we didn't put them out? Put them out in physical. What's wrong with you? (laughs) Yeah, you can tell they didn't particularly think this through and just were trying to get on that trend of like, oh, digital books are selling really well. We'll put these ones there and it didn't work very well for them because they realized people were buying these physically yeah true it's like hey you know here's books that were on the bubble no tevia they weren't canceled i know you listen to the show every week tevia (laughs) (laughs) i i know you heard us talk about this before that they weren't canceled they were just moved to digital and i mean some were short anyway a hawkeye freefall was ending and uh force works ended as well because those were only minis the the jane foster thor one was the weirdest one because it's like well this series still seems like it's got a lot of legs and still is being written and is actually still pretty fucking good yeah i wonder if they like saw the sales like okay these were the sales that are like physical versus digital and physical for it was like much better and then they moved it to digital and it was just like plummeted yeah where they're like uh oh uh oh apparently people <laughs> were actually buying this in the store and we're fucking idiots our bad <laughs> which i mean could totally happen and yeah, like the chat says, you know, digital only works for certain books. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's not a one size fits all and everything. And I mean, you know, it helps too with, uh, what is it? All those DC digital first books that are out right now. That's, that's all they've ever been. And that's almost becoming a brand and an imprint in and of itself. You can't take a book that's like seven issues in and be like, okay, it's digital exclusive now. Well, no, but I bought it at the store though for the first seven and I'm going to keep doing that. Yeah. And the, and those, uh, DC digital books are doing really well because we're, we're getting, cause we, we've got like that first phase where it was all just like Batman, Superman, mm-hmm. Wonder Woman. And now we're getting like the more weirder stuff and they're doing really well, like ghosts and our fighting forces and all that sort of stuff. I, I could not believe that, that they brought back war comics and yeah. they brought back unknown. And, it, and it was really I, good comic as well. I haven't read that yet, but I feel like I should. Cause I won't shut the fuck up about unknown soldier <laughs> every time. You know, it was a cool character, the unknown soldier. You know, they don't do enough with unknown soldier. Yeah. And yeah, they, they must be doing really well. I have my fingers crossed right now. I'm like, come on, Western comics. Come on, <laughs> phase three. Just bring back all-star Western and call it all-star Western. Yeah, and I mean, like, Jimmy Pomoyati is, like, writing all this Wonder Woman stuff. So maybe just just give him just give him Jonah Hex back. Yeah, you, you can't tell me he doesn't have 100 pitches for Jonah Hex in his mind that he never got to use. Yeah, yeah. And Jonah Hex works great, too, for one-and-done stories. Yeah, he was really great in that Flash book. Yeah. For reals there's so many places you could go with it so uh yeah there's there's your update on digital comics marvel quickly threw its hat into the ring in digital comics then was quickly give me give me my fucking hat back 
Not for you. Not for you, digital plebs. <laughs> you have to buy these in a store now. <laughs> very, very weird choice. Uh, all right. So what else did we have after that? Uh, ooh, here's a fun piece of news, and it pertains to something that Matt and I will be doing as soon as we're done streaming right now, and that is watching Stargirl, which got renewed for a second season. Yeah, a second season on the CW. Not on the app. On the CW. So again, the app has lost yet another show to the cw <laughs> why do you even have the dc universe app anymore literally i have never seen a company so willfully kill its own app because you don't need it for anything no it, the the app just completely boggles the mind it just like yeah. you have all announce all these shows you expect them to stay around and then like before like shows even begin you cancel them or like say they're moving to this other network or like doom patrol which is on both hbo yes. max and this at the same time so it's like why have one when you can have the other yeah it's like clearly hbo max is the better value than dc universe right now now that i know you're not going to be getting more of these dc universe shows and that hbo max is developing new fucking dc shows <laughs> really how can you not feel like you got ripped off and have the wrong app it is it is really amazing. I have never seen a company just so willfully sabotage itself. Yeah, and I will say this, yes, I know people are getting it to read the comics and everything, but you can still get those same comics on, like, Comixology or, like, none for, like, really cheap as well. Yeah, so it's like having to pay a recurring fee. Yeah, so, like, why, why even bother? And you're only going to read why? those comics, like, once, guaranteed. Absolutely. For real. It's, uh, it's a fuck of a thing, that. But, hey... On the upside, more Stargirl. That's great, because this first season has been kick-ass. Yeah, it's been really great, and I'm looking forward to the second season, because going to CW, people keep, keep saying that, like, oh, it's going to, like, budget's going to get low and all that, but people need to realize that this show is actually made by the same people and everything that make, mm. like, Arrow and Flash and everything, same studios and all that sort of stuff. So I don't think much will change. I think the only thing that might change was maybe we might not get a lot more pat because I, yeah, I feel like luke cool wilson's probably a bit expensive yeah when it was like a, a a big app show when you know he was getting the brendan fraser deal yeah i mean it'd be sad to think like they could kill him off or they could be like oh he got hurt and he can't work the robot no more well i think you see i think they might go the other way he'll get hurt and they'll have to put him in the robot to keep him alive and we'll only get the uh, robot and it'll just be like either his voice or like a modulated voice right so that's how you write him out without writing him out i i, I mean too it's like star girl definitely has a lot more money put into it than those other cw shows it's certainly a lot closer to like doom patrol mm -hmm. than it is say even like flash or anything but i think i think you could get around it and in fact even after the first two episodes it's like okay you're you're easing back on the effects a little bit you know you're not blowing my mind every episode and it's like you've you've already got the costumes you've already got mm -hmm. the hard part that's the, that's the thing people seem to think like the show's just gonna go down and quality and i'm like well they've kind of got everything already like set up they've got all the costumes and everything it's not suddenly just going to get worse in the costume and department the effects yeah they'll probably scale them down and we won't see much of like the the robot or anything but yeah you know maybe we'll spend more time in high school in season two <laughs> yeah 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 I, and as well um, nothing stopping them now for a crossover no no nothing at all which in fact that makes me even more excited because i'm like oh fuck yeah star girl can take part in the next crossover then probably <laughs> yeah yeah hell yeah 
as she definitely should. Uh, I, I wonder where they're going to go story-wise for season two. I, I, I think that really depends on whether or not she finds her dad at the end of this season, because obviously, uh, spoiler, but hey, in the comics, he's like a rent-a-thug for the uh, Royal Flush Gang, and I actually think the Royal Flush Gang could make really interesting villains for season two if they kind of updated them the same way they updated the, uh, what is it, uh, villains here in this one. In Justice Society. Yeah, um, yeah. I feel like, I feel like the show's going to end with the cliffhanger that like she's going to she's going to like find out where her dad is or lo- learn that mm. her dad isn't Star Starman and was someone else and puts her in that dire- in that uh, area of finding out who he is and there we yeah, we'll go into season two with her finding out or something. I, I, I did I pitch it on this show or not? But my pitch for Royal Flush Gang in the Star Girl universe is literally make them the next door family from like that Powerpuff Girls <laughs> episode where the dad yeah, went an inverse and became of, a super uh, an inverse of yeah. the Duggins, yeah. Exactly, an inverse of their family to where, yeah, they're they're all secretly evil and villains, but they do all the Stepford smiling thing, mm-hmm. and where it's like they don't they don't even know they're fighting each other, but they mm-hmm. live next door. I'm like, that's fucking good television, right yeah. there. Yeah, and and again, that gets like the whole like the whole family is already involved in the story because they all got like their little things, but yeah, then that carries that over into the next season where you get you know Mike and and Barbara and all mm. those characters involved in the story. I keep I keep thinking and I don't know why this is you know entered my mind. I'm like Mike is going to take the Johnny Thunder pen, isn't he? Well, he he mentioned he's he's got a friend named Jakeem. Ooh. He's got a friend named Jakeem. I I could see him take the pen and like Jakeem gets it and it activates or something. Yeah, how the how the hell did I have powers? I don't know, man. <laughs> also, the show is so fucking big now too, where it's like they got goddamn Shining Knight in it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he was awesome. He was so cool. That means. That means there's so many places you could go yeah. if they have Shining Night. That means, like, everything's on the fucking table. Yeah, well, as well, now that it's part of the CW, like, or it is part of the CW universe because it's Earth 2, but now that it's, it is more so since it's going to be made by the CW, it's, it's even larger now because you could have, theoretically, Flash come in any at any point or you know any of those characters come in at any point. They could go and have an adventure and a crossover or something now. That would be cool. I would like that a lot. Yeah. It'd be funny for Barry, too. It's like, whoa, wait, wait, so there was a Jay Garrick in this world, too? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, as well, they, they've they've kind of left it open whether the Jay Garrick, like, we never saw his face properly. That's true. And also where it's like, hey, we have all of these artifacts from all these different heroes, except for the Flash, though, mm-hmm. because you can't give the Speed Force to somebody. Yep. But what if you could? I don't know. <laughs> That'd be some shit where it's like, yeah, there's a Barry Allen in this world too, but he's not the Barry from the other show. Yeah, and they've also left uh, open the fact that, like, a Green Lantern might be out there because Pat mentioned, I think it was in the last episode, that there is only the lantern, the ring is missing. So Mm. you you could always say, like, oh, the ring uh, John found at the end of Arrow was this Earth 2 ring. Eh, all right, fair enough. (laughs) Though, though I do like the idea that someone got a ring but no lantern to charge it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he didn't. So he have... didn't get a lantern. That's the thing. He only That's... got the ring. Oh, interesting. As the chat is saying too. Yeah, you could also bring in Jade and mm-hmm. Obsidian, mm-hmm. Uh, the two kids. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah. 
that's definitely a place you could go. But yeah, Stargirl is really cool. I'd like to see, too, if they do a season two. Maybe bring in stuff from the other Starmans, because there were multiple Starmans. Because mm -hmm. eventually you're going to run out of Courtney material, because sadly they don't have much Courtney material to work with. Oh, yeah, I have a feeling we're going to get the yellow Starmen involved somehow. Well, it's going to be revealed there are other Starmans or other staffs. Yeah, bring uh, bring in Kongorilla, bring in all that. I know, I know. They mentioned the shade. I keep waiting for mm -hmm. that to be a thing where it's like, ooh, he was a villain, but then he turned on the other villains. Yeah. What's uh, what's his deal? Oh yeah, as the chat brought up too. Yeah, we have a new Batwoman too. I forgot about that. We do, yeah, and the internet reacted as well as it usually does. <laughs> oh, oh, internet, you so internet, internet. You know what's really funny about that? So uh, I, you probably got it too, but I got an email from that like fandom event from mm -hmm. DC, mm -hmm. and they're like, "Hey, ask your question now, because you know you have a fucking YouTube channel, so we're gonna ask you about you know Dance Monkey and help us you know make this look more legitimate." <laughs> And they're like, you know, you can ask anyone, ask uh, James Gunn about Suicide Squad, ask about the newest season of this, that, or the other, you know, ask about the new Batwoman, then said her name. And I'm like, did, did that fucking come out? Was that a thing? I go online and I'm like, oh, that news dropped an hour ago. Oh, they sent these emails and that news at the same time. Oh, wow. Yeah, this was like a, a planned, coordinated event. <laughs> I couldn't believe that, because, like, for a split second, I'm like, do I, do I have some fucking insider knowledge that no one else has? No, Joel, no, you don't. <laughs> No, you, you might have known for a second longer if you had, uh, what is it, uh, picked up your uh, email, but no. <laughs> but yeah, new, uh, new Batwoman, new direction. She she has very few credits, which isn't a bad thing, because, I mean, like, fucking Grant Gustin and all these other guys didn't have a lot of credits before they became big deals. She was on that show God Friended Me, which makes me go, mm, mm. Yeah, I, I'm not sure what to think about it. I'm intrigued to see what they'll do, but again... As we've said on here, and as I've been saying this whole time, why don't you just fucking recast Kate Kane? You had just had a crisis. You had to perfect out. You really did, where it's like, ooh, you know, uh, residual crisis energy smacked yeah. her in the face. Or again, Hush, they had multiple ways. That, yeah, Hush just redid her face, and she can't get it yeah, back. Yeah, the whole story, there was a whole storyline in in, num in number two, yeah, where like it was about uh, Hush doing up people's faces. He became Bruce Wayne in the end of the season. So like yeah, just have it like oh Kate Kane was like captured, and and her face was like changed, and they can't change it back because like it'll kill her or something, or like it, it was done such a good job or something. But, yeah. yeah, I, I, I yeah, I really wonder why. And again, I'd like to be a fly on the wall where it's like yeah, why why didn't you take those really easy layups? And I, again, or their 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 excuses. Oh, we're going to use the disappearance of Kate Kane in season two. I'm like oh so. You're just going to repurpose all the scripts from season one, which was about the disappearance of uh, Bruce Wayne, and use it for Kate Kane. Yeah, that seems like an odd choice. Then again, as I keep in the back of my mind now, that they're basically making a brand new show now, essentially, called Batwoman. I'm reminded that, like, hey, Legends of Tomorrow didn't get great until a couple seasons in when they made that a brand new show, basically. So maybe it'll have the same effect. I don't know. Maybe, but see, the thing with Legends is that it has the the um, uh, the advantageous uh, thing of it being a team show, whereas the team can cycle. Mm, whereas if you, you focus on Batwoman, you can't really do that. Or uh, they're going to try to do that, but I don't see it working. Also, Legends was all loser characters, too, <laughs> that no one cared about anyway. They were literally the island of misfit toys, and that yep. was, like, part of their charm. Here it's like, no, people actually like Kate Kane, though, and, like, she actually does have, 
what is it like you know a, a long history and shit to draw upon and you know stories that could be adapted okay i guess we're not yeah and again like why didn't they use like an already like uh cast character like they could have had her sister come back and like take up the mantle or uh her ex-girlfriend or something like that or like just make yeah. it a mystery as like who is batgirl now and then in a couple of episodes reveal who that is yeah, I, I would really, I would really like to talk to someone within that and being like, okay, what was your reasoning here? Because it could go either way. I'm not saying it's good or bad. I just want to know what was your reasoning yeah, behind that. Especially when you had so many outs you could draw from that you had written into the show already. Yeah, that you actively chose not to. It's uh, it's weird. Again, you know, if, if tinfoil hat time, conspiracy theory time. Did did they not like Ruby Rose? Did she leave under such bad circumstances? They're like, make it so she can never come back. Yeah, that that's really strange. Yeah, they haven't said anything about like that she that she could come back. But then also people are saying, oh, they've recast it so she could come back in a uh, uh, in a guest role. I'm like, role. well, like why? Like if she's not good. Cause, cause the whole thing was like she she got injured and then didn't want to have to do all this stuff that like Stephen Amell well, had to do. Idea, yeah. yeah, so again, like doing something like that as well is not good for like an actor either because it shows like they they're willing to break contract, which is never a really good thing, yeah. and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, it's it's so strange. It's so strange. Yeah, the- the whole situation around it doesn't make much sense, and I feel like this is one of those situations where we won't know the truth until years later. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, for what it's worth, uh, there's that. But that wasn't the only piece of Batman-related news this week, Matt, was it? No, it wasn't. What else did we have, Matt? You uh, you take this one, because you, you, you remembered it. I forgot it. <laughs> well, HBO Max, again, we'll talk about HBO Max, uh, have, mm-hmm. have announced that they're making a uh, Matt Reeves Batman movie compar- uh, companion series in Gotham Central. Never did I think that they would say that. Never did I think they would try something like this. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, fuck, yeah, this might be the Gotham Central show I actually wanted when they made Gotham. And it absolutely will be. It's Matt Reeves is producing, and they got the guy who made Boardwalk Empire writing and, and like, show running it. So already it's it's, it's worlds ahead of, of, of Gotham before it. That's a really awesome, like, combination. And I'm like, ooh, this will be a really interesting idea for a show and then at the same time i'm like ooh, ooh, it's 2020 and you're making a cop show huh you guys guys didn't read the room on any of this or this this makes me worried about some of your choices okay well, i think they, we'll anna- they when they announced it they said specifically that this show is going to be tackling corruption and, right. and stuff within the gotham pd as gotham central did that yep. was a big chunk of it there uh yeah man Gotham Central is so good and was so good for Hell so yeah. long. And the and the idea that it's like, no, this is actually canonical. This is part of the new extended Batman universe is like this. This is the sort of stuff I dream about but never got. Yeah, and, and as well, this this also just quells all those rumors that people were spreading that, oh, the, the, the Batman, because of the coronavirus, the Batman is going to get canceled and, and Ben Affleck is going to come back. I'm like, yeah, this kind of proves it all wrong. Shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, uh, do you think we're going to get, uh, what is it, uh, the, the Gordon from the movie? Do you think we're going to get him in here? Because obviously 
Gordon was a character, but not really a character in Gotham Central, because this was, like, when he was, like, retired slash ousted, so he was, like, maybe only in one or two stories. I could see him, well, because of the actor Jeffrey Wright, he's he's kind of a staple on HBO because he was in Westworld yes. and all that. Um, so sure I could was. see him, like, maybe appearing every now and then. as It'll be, like, similar to Batman, where, like, he'll... Batman probably won't appear in the show because he never really appeared in the comic all that much. No, he didn't. Um, but, like, every now and then you'll, you might see him or something, and it'll be like that. Like, oh, Gordon's in this episode because they're tackling, you know, like that, that like the issue that had, like, Joker as, like, that mad sniper. Yes, yes, that was an excellent issue. That was yeah. a great story. Yeah. Man, please, please, for the love of God, don't invent new cops. Make the main ride-along characters Crispus Allen and Renee mm-hmm. Montoya, and everyone will rejoice. Yep. You know what's really super fucking funny is that Renee Montoya and Crispus Allen showed up in the early episodes of Gotham, then fell off the face of the earth and never came back yeah, again. They just disappeared because that show decided it wanted to be about the villains and not about, you know, the actual cops like the show was meant to be about. Or whatever the fuck Gotham was about. Oh, I have no fucking idea. What... That show was trash. That show was straight trash. It was, and yet it made so many... I, I have to assume that that was like everyone's favorite hate watch like no one watched no oh no there there was people that like it mainly because um they they was it they shipped fucking riddler and penguin for some reason right well they were really close (laughs) they was real close but uh yeah so we're that much closer to this gotham central show that i've been dreaming about forever the show that basically when they started making like superhero shows and taking them more seriously i'm like this is the show this is it right here come on you you, you take any dick wolf show but just put it in fucking gotham instead of new york it's such a simple premise i have i I don't know how it took them this long to do it i really i really did well it's because hollywood doesn't read comics that's true yeah and i'm sure anyone who pitched this idea would get laughed out of any pitch meeting or such so you want to make a batman show but not have batman it get the fuck out yeah yeah (laughs) Get, get out of my office. But now, all the friggin' studios and apps and everything, they're so fucking horny for content. It's like, yeah, give me, give me that. Give me anything tangentially Batman created. Where, wh- where, where are we on the Ace the Bat Hound show? Where's that one coming along in <laughs> hey, production? Oh, remember they announced the Super Pets show. Oh, t- movie, I mean, <laughs> for some reason. But, Sh- Shia LaBeouf is attached to the Ace the Bat Hound show. Is he going to be directing it right? No, he wants to be the dog. We're going to dress him up in a dog costume. <laughs> it's gonna be great you're gonna love it <laughs> oh yeah the alfred show. i forgot there was a fucking oh, alfred fuck yeah. show and it got a second season as well holy shit i completely forgot about that show because it was on like so the- it's on like some random network that's not like connected to any of these what there the fuck i fucking forgot about that <laughs> clearly everyone in the world forgot about it too oh my god was that that show couldn't possibly have been any good I, I can't I can't fathom it because like I yeah really there, it was like Alfred and he was a spy so he wasn't really Alfred it was just like yeah, it, it was just a spy yet. show that just had like characters named Alfred and Thomas Wayne in it which I bet you a hundred dollars that was just a British spy show that a network had oh, picked yeah. up shelved and they're like well we can't do anything with this this is too boring make it about Alfred cool done yeah yeah I, I guarantee you that's what it was like that's what the trailers felt like because the trailers didn't look like it just looked like normal spy show. 
Yeah, because people will eat up anything that's even tangentially connected to superheroes, don't you know? <laughs> yeah, especially Batman. Especially Batman, which, goddamn, even that Titans movie made fun of the concept of let's give Alfred a movie. <laughs> when goddamn Teen Titans Go is dunking on you and saying it's a bad idea. <laughs> that should really tell you everything. Uh all right, what uh, what else do we got going on here? Uh, well, yeah, I, I guess that's all the news for this week. That's everything. Yeah. But believe it or not, we can talk about comics we read this week because there was actually a fair uh, fair assortment of comics. There was. It was actually one of the biggest weeks so far. And next week is even bigger, apparently. Yeah, you were telling me before we started. Uh, where where would you like to begin in our conversation about this? Because we have much to choose from. Um, well, I read a comic that I know you didn't read, and I know a lot of people didn't read because DC kind of got a bit fucking shady with how they released it. Mm-hmm. And that was uh, the Generation Zero issue. Oh, shit. You got that? I, yeah. I didn't get that. And I had to pay fucking $14 for it because the Ooh. only way you can read this is if you buy the Flash Forward trade. Oh, shit. So thank you, everyone who watched that video. You actually made my money back on it. So thank you. Um, That's good. Good good for you, man, hunting down these secret forbidden comics. Yeah, yeah. It's a, such a fucking ass pull. They're just like, oh, and here's like Generation Zero and... In a way, it's it's not required reading, but it's one of those ones. Was like, oh, I'm glad I read this because now I understand this more. Um, All right. So right. remember a couple of weeks ago how we talked about how Generation Zero might be cancelled or it might be reworked into something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No it's getting knows. reworked into something. Okay, do tell. <laughs> so this this issue f- picks up at the end of Flash Forward, which saw uh, Wally turn into the the Mad Doctor Manhattan Mobius chair sitting one. And, um, Obvious man. He wants to fix the universe, and Tempest tells him, eh, you can't do that because one mistake will just fucking ruin everything, but Wally is... You know, like Flashpoint. <laughs> yeah, like like what Barry did. Remember what Barry did multiple times? <laughs> um, so yeah, the issue is just like uh, Wally going back through time to all these like places where Generations was going to go from like the beginning with the JSA and him going back through time and like fixing it but then he realizes he can't fix it because at that exact moment is when is the end of scott snyder's justice league run which is when perpetua uses the um the dark uh universe magic stuff from the batman who laughs to change the universe into death metal which is how wally got captured by the batman who laughs because while he was traveling through time the Batman Who Laughs was fixing the universe into the Death Metal universe and caught him and is now using his powers to keep the Death Metal universe sort of stable in a way. Right, right. Huh. Yeah. Well, now well, now that you've told me that, I don't have to read it nor yeah. buy a Scott Lobdell comic. That's <laughs> lucky. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was such an ass pull that they put it at the end of this it, did, just, just to sell this book. Did Lobdell write that too? Yes. Oh, hey, you know our shamed writer who got in trouble for being a pot fucking perv and a sleaze? We're not going to put it out, but we're going to put it in his trade to make it so you have to buy <laughs> have it to if buy you want it. the full story. I was hoping That's that like someone dirty. would like post the, post it online because it's about, I think it's about eight or nine pages. I was hoping someone would post it and I would just like take those pages and just like right. review those pages. But yeah, no one did. So I'm like, fuck it, I'm going to have to buy this book. <laughs> so it's it's not even a full, it's not even a full story. Yeah, it's like, eight or nine pages 
amazing. Fuck that. Yeah. That's the dirtiest dirt I've heard yeah, in a long time. It Fuck is. all of that. <laughs> I really wish I could refund my issue, but I bought it digitally, but I, so I can't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oof, oof. <laughs> that's that's real bad. Matt, you're doing a service to the world at large. <laughs> you're doing a service to the comic community. I, for one, salute you for your service. <laughs> uh, well, from something that made us feel horrible to, for, uh, to something that made us feel good. Uh, hey, Batman 94. Yeah, yeah, this was a really excellent issue. Yeah, they, they tone down a lot of the action. They go a lot slower. And God bless him, James Tynan actually starts tying stuff together from the end of King's Run and actually trying to have it make sense. And Batman being like, wow, I was a huge asshole who pushed my entire family away for a year and did a lot of dumb, stupid things. And the Joker caught on to that and figured ooh, now will be a good time to strike yeah i i do enjoy that the whole issue was sort of a uh, a response to king's run where it's like yeah mm. batman was a fucking idiot during that run like a complete idiot mm-hmm. and now he's paying the price for it in fact <laughs> joker's plan even you said this before that his plan is basically just a better version of city of pain it is it is, is it not is it not it it literally, and it gets even more so when you read Detective Comics yeah. that also came out this week. Yeah, again, because he's been planning it longer than Bane has. <laughs> yeah, wow, I can't believe that. I like Smart Joker. I like where it's like, no, I, I'm i crazy like a fox is what it is. You, you always underestimate me, and you think I'm just going to show up or, like, poison the reservoir or something. But no, I've actually been playing chess this whole time. Yeah, I think it was in the Secret Files one where, like... Um, joker says like everyone expects me not to know that batman is bruce wayne because you know i'm crazy i only care about chaos but i've known this whole time and i'm just playing this long con game with him uh as i set up this other larger game around him that he's not not even noticing because he's a fucking idiot it's it's a russian nesting doll of schemes is what is which is very joker and also very comic book villain isn't it (laughs) oh yeah absolutely our, our good friend Sal has a saying for situations like this that is all too perfect, where it's like, mm, yes, I have a security scheme <laughs> to get this. And I'm like, this is the most schemy scheme there's ever been. <laughs> Schemes within schemes. Uh, also, too, shit, for the first time ever, I actually kind of give a shit about Catwoman for the first time in a while. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, she feels bad, where it's like, wow, I was trying to help you. But Joker used me as a pawn, too, and now she's literally been taken off the board by Penguin. I actually, yeah, really enjoy that, because, like, yeah, if this was King's Run, this would all be about her. And she would be the one that would, like, save Batman in the last moment, be able to, like, kill all the villains and stop them all in the last minute. But, yeah, I like that she's immediately been taken off the board. Same with Harley Quinn. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, that's that's pretty interesting. Uh, also, too, I like the concept of the cool room where the penguins like, yeah, you ever wonder why all us other villains don't show up in big Joker centric stories? Because we don't want to die. Yeah, yeah, we have a room here that we like go and go and like isolate ourselves in when Joker decides mm-hmm. he wants to blow up the city. Because yeah, fuck that shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that concept that other villains are so afraid of the Joker and Joker events they just hide out. And not only that, they hide out and then bet on like what joker's gonna do and like bet with each other and everything i thought that so was pretty good. good are we getting a tie-in for that because that that'd be a tie-in i, I would read so. saying that's a i hope we get that too shit they really sell the severity of it where even deathstroke is like hey take one last good at go- uh, look at gotham everyone because it might not be here tomorrow <laughs> yeah, yeah we're getting the fuck out of here <laughs> yeah wow when hardened assassins are like we need to get the hell out of dodge yeah yeah 
And also, too, another nice bit of payoff where Joker's like, yeah, I stole your fortune, I stole your house, uh, I manipulated the media into thinking that you're an embezzler and a mm -hmm. criminal, and oh, hey, you know all those cool new bat gadgets you've been showing out since, like, the first issue of this? Yeah, they're mine now, and I'm going to weaponize them and turn them against you. I thought that was pretty cool. The, the part about embezzlement is actually really cool, because batman technically did embezzle money like yeah. like yes he was using it to like combat crime and everything crime. but it's still a crime <laughs> i like that yeah, that joker's using that against him yeah joker's not wrong about any of that where it's like no you're, you're a tax cheat and you're all this other stuff <laughs> hell i like lucius in this too being like look man i i gotta go back and defend the company i gotta do the job you hired me for i can't i can't keep playing alfred yeah yeah in fact, the whole reason that Joker probably was able to steal your company was because I'm here and not doing my job. Exactly, yeah. So a lot of a lot of stuff to think about on that. And again, too, you know, the specter of Alfred still hanging over all of this to where we get that big, cool finale where Batman's like the lowest he's been in a long time. You know, he's got nobody. He's got literally just the cape on his back. And, you know, he redoubles the oath he made in the office in year one, only instead of saying, yes, father, I will become a bat. It's yes, Alfred, I will become a better Batman. I actually like that because like, yeah, the the bat through the window this time is is a lightning strike in the shape of a bat which i thought was pretty mm -hmm. cool that was very very cool i'm like oh look at you james tynan you saved the best for this you <laughs> saved the best for later <laughs> how very poetic of you i like i like that redoubling of it and that revisiting of year one mm -hmm. uh to be like no it's not just that i'm batman i need to be a better batman yeah yeah so yeah, Batman, uh, Batman 94, really solid. I'm excited for Joker War now. Yeah, yeah. And even more so, like we talked about Detective Comics and that came out this week as well. Yes, and again, did. that like like made me even more hype for it because like, again, it goes into like Joker's like plan a little bit more and it's revealed that like he's behind like how Harvey's been acting and everything. Yes. And I thought that was pretty cool as well. All to try and distract Batman. Yeah. In fact, that's all he's doing is he just keeps trying to make bigger and bigger distractions. He even wakes up Lincoln March, the mm -hmm. uh, guy at the center of the original Court of Owls. I'm like, oh, that's cool. I thought I thought that was going to be the other talent. I thought that was going to be, uh, what is it, uh, uh, Dick oh, Grayson, yeah. the guy who's related to him. Yeah, but yeah. no, it was Lincoln March, who we haven't seen since the end of Robin War. Yeah, it's, it's awesome, awesome. Thank you, Mr. Patterson, for the su subscription hey. there. Hey. um as well yeah we also got the um the bat mech as well back yeah wow was, really was cool. not expecting that that was a very fun callback yeah because it's like yeah well why shouldn't batman just be able to beat two-face up at a fist fight oh because he has a giant robot that's why yeah yeah I, I i just love how as you said love smart joker love a joker who's thinking his plans through and not just doing it just cause I, I, again, to, to talk about detectives there, I will I will say I had one minor complaint, and again, the story's not over yet, so I could be proven 100% wrong by the next issue. <laughs> I'm a little disappointed that a story that started out being all about Two-Face and putting him back in the limelight and making him a big, important villain again is like, nah, he's actually third banana to Lincoln and Joker, and he was actually being manipulated the whole time. I actually kind of like it, because now that we know he's been manipulated, like he wasn't responsible for any of this, so it could lead to like mm. a really cool story story of because now harvey's back in control because he doesn't have the microchip yeah. in his brain could lead to a cool story with like kind of like a like a dead shot sort of thing what is happening in suicide squad where he he gets control back and wants to help batman do good now it would be really interesting if like joker war happens and harvey's like no nah, i'm keeping the suit yeah 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 he he that's his new thing <laughs> 
I, I'm good guy Two-Face now, and I'm keeping the suit. Oh, if they bring back that bat mech armor, I'll be so happy. I love that suit. Because, like, like, that was the rumor that that was supposed to happen during Battle for the Cowl, that Two-Face was actually supposed to get it, and they toyed around <laughs> with that idea for a little bit, making Two-Face Batman. Yeah, yeah, they did. They did. Like, I would read Good Guy Two-Face. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, you know, I did so much wrong before, but now I get to flip my own coin, make my own choice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In fact, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if that's the way the story ended, where, like, now Two-Face has to help Batman fight Lincoln March in the Talons. Oh, yeah, I have a feeling that's where the next issue's going to go, because, yeah, Harvey's back, he's going to team up with Batman, and they're going to fight the Owls. Yeah, the chat asks, is Dick still Rick? Probably, as far as I know. I know there was, I, I was going to read those Nightwing issues, because they were lead into Joker War, and Joker did get yeah. involved, but I can't be fucked. <laughs> I cannot I be fucked. I, I, I flipped through the first one, and I think, like, Joker killed all of his supporting characters. <laughs> Which I'm like, that's that's one way to do it. That's one way to sever, sever ties with this stupidity, have the Joker just kill everybody. Yeah, yeah go full fucking napalm on it. <laughs> there you go. Where it's like, no no one's going to write this shit again. No one, no one cares about Dick's time as Rick and the Night Wings or whatever the hell that story was about. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't read it, and I didn't care to read it. Because, nope. again, Scott Lobdell before they gave it to someone else. Yep. And it's not going to matter, too, because as we've seen in the artwork for Joker War, Nightwing is back and back in blue. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be happening. I mean, Joker War starts next issue, so it's got to happen. And it's only a short run, isn't it? It's only a short yeah. uh, event. So, yeah, it's got to happen like within the first two issues. Yeah, because uh, it's done at issue 100, and then I'm assuming once that's done, they're getting a new creative team on Batman. I don't know, because uh, the solicitations for that came out, and James Tynan is still writing it, and Grifter is getting to be part of Batman's team oh. now. Yeah, Grifter. Oh, shit, I missed Of that. all, po- of all really? people, yeah. Okay, James, now you're just showing off, and now <laughs> Grifter's here. Yeah, I'm going to make Grifter interesting and relevant. Yeah, more power to you. <laughs> No, I know he needs to. Grifter needs to meet that American flag guy, Gunsmith, yeah. and be like, "Hey, motherfucker, you ripped me off." That's also, the, I was just you. thinking that. I was just thinking that, like, oh, maybe he's he's James Turner seems to have a thing about people with like like bandanas on their face. Uh, <laughs> also, thank you, Pat Senior, for that. Always much appreciated. Thank you, Pat. Always supporting the D and D streams too over on my own channel every other Thursday. Nice. So that's always fun. But yeah, that was Batman ninety four, and that was Detective Comics, and yeah smart joker and joker war them actually building up to a pretty interesting story over the two bat books hell yeah yeah what uh, what else did you want to talk about matt oh uh, we had deceased begin its new series this week with yes. deceased dead yes, planet we yes we did we pick up five years later after the end of the original deceased yeah and boy does it does it deliver on the on the misery <laughs> Yes, yes, it does. It it does, and yet there's also just a little glimmer of hope. A little at the end of it all. I'll just just enough, just enough yeah, to Tom, keep you going. Tom I, Taylor does a good job of like doing these Dow stories, but find find them that little bit of hope in it. Like crypto, how sweet was it to see crypto yeah, come back? And he's tail wagging at super speed. That was pretty cool. That was nice. That was nice. I really like that. Uh, we get to see uh, what is it? Cassie and John and Damien have now uh, completely, you know. Uh, filled the roles of wonder woman batman and superman uh respectively mm-hmm. i like damien's new batman costume a lot because he's got like the little frills on his cape and also he's still wearing the same combat boots he wore as robin yeah just just painted <laughs> 
just painted. I'm like, that's fun. I, I love the idea of Damien being like, yes, I will honor your legacy, father. I will wear your costume. Well, I'm still going to wear my own shoes. Though. <laughs> yeah, they're comfortable. Yeah, they're comfy and good. You know, we'll, they're you worn in. Worn in. <laughs> yeah, really. I'm not going to get new shoes. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I like this idea of, uh, again, Tom Taylor uh, re uh, rebooting more or less his earth 2 book <laughs> a little bit yeah there. yeah um in secret good job uh with, with earth 2 there which i, I really want to know more about like how the hell did lois lane a reporter become the president of this oh. earth 2 like how does that work <laughs> oh that's gonna be a hope at world's end story you know it. <laughs> how did what, what, what qualifies her to be to be i'm um, surely there's there'll be like a like they say for what like 15 million people or something surely amongst something like those people would be like some actual people one politician yeah one politician or do they leave them all behind <laughs> well you see that see the politicians were already bloodthirsty zombies <laughs> already so they got left behind <laughs> yeah we couldn't, hey. couldn't discern them from the people with the anti-life virus <laughs> i can't i can't tell the difference between this career republican and this zombie i can't just oh better shoot them both <laughs> Man, uh, for me, I made this joke in my video, too, where it's like, hey, an American woman finally got to be president, and all it took was the complete destruction of Earth. <laughs> <laughs> and then I said, don't worry, everyone. Uh, judging by the news, we're going to be on that path real soon, yep. I'm sure. End of the year. <laughs> end of the yeah, year to complete destruction <laughs> <laughs> oh if you don't laugh about the dire state of the world what are you gonna do yeah <laughs> But uh, yeah, I, I like to, they're, they're trying to make it in space and obviously aliens are hassling them and everything. So mm -hmm. they have to fight against that. Yeah. They got their new justice league, which is a pretty cool roster of justice league members. Very. There. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Constantine is drinking himself to death in the oblivion bar hunted by, or uh, haunted by literal or maybe figurative ghosts. I'm not sure they might actually be there because he's magic. They might not be. I don't know. Yeah, and he walks around with a box full of Chaz's ashes. Oh, that's sad, but also funny. <laughs> also, hey, Green Arrow got a new costume too. He looks like his TV show version now. Yeah, it's too bad it didn't last very long. No, no, it didn't. Man, oh, Taylor, why do you play with my heart like that? <laughs> hey, Joel, I'm writing your favorite hero in the way that you actually like isn't this great and good i could and i'm dedicating all this time i could tell something bad was coming because we got like quite a bit with him and diana like talking about yep. like hey we're gonna go on this mission oh maybe we shouldn't mm. go on this and like oh oh something bad's gonna happen something bad's gonna yeah. happen <laughs> i've uh, I, I i've read a zombie story before i know where this goes <laughs> Their back and forth was pretty funny, though. It's like, well, I have to come to protect you. And she's like, I'm Green Lantern. I would be protecting you. <laughs> I do like they make fun of, like, just how OP she is now. Because she's got the Green Lantern ring. She's got, mm -hmm. like, her sonic power. And she has uh, Wonder Woman's God Killer sword. So she's, like, kind of too OP. And, and Oliver makes fun of that. <laughs> and also, she was, like, an expert martial artist yeah, before that. Yeah. She was, like, trained by Wildcat and yep. shit. It's like, I'll, I'll let you hold the God Killer sword. And that Ollie, five years later, is still going on about, I killed Zombified Aquaman and Cthulhu. I did it. You all saw I did it. Yeah, and you haven't shut up about it in five years. Because <laughs> you know he wouldn't. He'd bring no, that yeah. up every day. Yeah, that'd be on, like, his resume. It'll just, like, name tag. <laughs> Green Arrow, I killed Zombie Aquaman. <laughs> 
Also, too, I wasn't expecting Cyborg to come back and be as important as he was, but I guess he should be important because he was literally patient zero. Yeah, I, I like it. And as well, it's, it's obviously taken him five years to figure out that there is a cure. And I like that Superman was the only one who could hear him say that there was a cure. No one else could because mm-hmm. he was, yeah. like, talking very low. And, um, yeah, but, of course, in doing that, that means Superman might be dead, maybe. <laughs> Maybe he got it in the shoulder. Uh, I, I like, too, that, uh, and I know a lot of people don't like this, but uh, that zombie Wonder Woman is still the greatest threat. Oh, yeah, right I, I fucking love that. Like, it's like, just when you think it couldn't get worse, the fucking zombified Wonder Woman. She didn't get killed by fucking Mary Marvel. Like, everyone seems to think so. No. Yeah, she she made it. I know there's one guy in my comment section who's really pissed off saying, oh, uh, Tom Taylor has never been good to Wonder Woman in any of his stories. He's always written her poorly or to get beaten up or anything. Like, she's the most powerful undead in a zombie story. <laughs> she's what fucking, do you want? like, running through all these fucking heroes like it's nothing. What the fuck? Yeah. She killed Vandal Savage and all those villains. She killed everybody and everything. <laughs> she can't be stopped. Literally, that's the benchmark, saying that she's the most unpower- yeah. most powerful undead of them all. Her story in Injustice was one of the best parts of that. Hmm. Yeah. Can't please everyone, I guess. Yeah, I guess not. Can't please everyone. But yeah, Deceased is cool. I'm interested to see where it goes from here, especially because it's becoming a bigger, bigger universe now between this and the digital books that are still coming out. Yeah, we've got a couple more issues. I think like three more issues, maybe. Right, yeah, I didn't know what the ultimate end time was for that. Yeah, well, I know it's definitely not going to cover that whole five years because I think it was only solicited for like seven issues. Right, but they could keep going. You never know. Yeah, yeah, they could do like what they did with goddamn Injustice where they had like, like yeah. literally every year filled in <laughs> more and more of the blanks and yeah. i mean that would probably make money you, you couldn't keep calling it hope at world's end you'd have to call it something else like you know uh deceased on the run deceased yeah. we in space now yeah well they yeah they did that with, with injustice as well each year was called something different literally call one deceased earth two <laughs> just so it all comes full circle we got it back <laughs> Well, we still have we still have to like find out about like the Flash and all that because they went to another Earth, remember? Yes, they all think he's dead, but he went off to yeah, another Earth. May- maybe he went to the actual Earth too, and we'll get all those characters back. Oh man, if that's the case, then I will literally, <laughs> I will literally just clap for Tom Taylor for making. <laughs> this is it all him happen. bringing all those characters back. <laughs> no, he actually went to the Injustice universe. Yeah, oh no. <laughs> No, he went to the bad place. That way we can have a couple years from now deceased versus injustice. (laughs) Again, you laugh at that, but then it's like, well, didn't they also have Marvel Zombies versus Army of Darkness? Yeah. Yeah, and they they also had like Injustice versus He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, which was really fucking awesome, by the way. (laughs) So it wouldn't have even been the first time there was a big crossover (laughs) with the Injustice universe. No. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, what else do we have? Uh, ooh, on the Marvel front of things, we had uh, Empire Fantastic Four this week. Yeah, and this was this is a fun issue. This is, however, this did feel like just a Fantastic Four issue, like just a, was, just a, you know, just a normal issue that had been retitled. Just yeah, you know, it definitely felt that way. Yet at the same time, I was shocked how much I actually enjoyed it. Mm, yeah, it was really cool. 
really, really well done story. And so simple, too. You know, the Richards family run out of space gas and end up having to fight in an alien casino to get gas money. Yeah, and all through the story, readers, like, piecing together all this information. It's like, what the fuck's going on with the universe? The, the, uh, the, the credits aren't worth anything anymore. That'll lead to, like, an economic crash. Well, what caused that crash? And why are these people acting like the Kree-Skrull War is over? What's happening? Yeah, didn't... <laughs> Yeah, didn't we stop that one time? It's like, well, yeah, one time out of many times, Reed. <laughs> you guys have been gone a while. My favorite part about that story is that it starts with like, oh, you know, space credits aren't worth anything anymore. And Reed could just have asked the guy who picked them up, oh, well, why is that? But he doesn't because it's more important to him to riddle it out and prove how smart he is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a bit of arrogance there. <laughs> yeah, like, that is so fucking Mr. Fantastic, where it's like, you could have just asked a follow-up question. No, 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 I'm going to discern this because I can. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we uh, we also get a nice callback, too, to the time the Richards stopped the Kree-Skrull War, because that's literally how they defeat the Korean Skrull combatant in this uh, tournament. Yes, we saw Inhumans in the background of a scene, which was really, hey. <laughs> which is really good. People remembered they existed. We also saw Mojo Jojo there, too. Yes, we did. Which I thought was awesome. Like that's pretty fucking cool. Also, kids space gambling. Yeah, aided by an invisible woman, which I thought was pretty cool. That's goddamn genius. I'm like, how the hell do you guys not take Vegas for everything it's worth all the time? <laughs> we see, see, these people are good people. <laughs> you know. Yeah, really. That's. I, I did like though. I did like Val. Like, like her parents tell her to like her and Franklin. Ah, just watch the ship. And the first thing she does is trade it in for space bucks. <laughs> For space bucks, Chuck E. Cheese tokens to go gambling with. <laughs> and again, uh, Franklin, too, being like, no, we're not Terrans. We're not young. We're from a society that ages really slowly, like the Baby Yoda. Yeah, oh, that checks they, out. Please come made in. They made a Baby Yoda joke. Yeah. They made a Baby Yoda joke, which, again, as people were quick to say, hey, this is the first appearance of Baby Yoda in the Marvel Universe. <laughs> it happened. It definitely did. But, yeah fun cool issue that really just ends with them getting uh snapped up by the new kree scroll empire yeah kind of ending where like the the end of that avengers run ended yeah which assumedly issue one is going to pick up with like okay well how did they get talked into fighting alongside the kree scroll empire yeah that comes out this week they're not they're not that and and the fantastic four first tie-in for it as well oh wow they are not fucking around that no have they said what order you have to read those in I imagine it's going to be Empire 1 and then Fantastic Four. I'll have to have a look when I get the issues, yeah. Because, like, I liked this Fantastic Four so much, I might actually check it out. I'm going to check out their book as well, yeah. I yeah, kind of ca- was, I was cool. reading it and I kind of came off for an arc. Because the last arc I read, I think, was um, uh, Ben Grimm fought the Hulk. And he still, yeah, had his, yeah. he still had his cast on this issue, so I, I'm not too far behind <laughs> His adamantium cast, yeah. Also, too, you know, because they pulled back on so many of the tie-ins, as we mentioned last week, we might actually get a chance to read them all. Yeah, I, I the only thing, though, I really wish they would update their checklist in the books because they haven't updated mm. them for the last two. I imagine that might have been in, like, a uh, print thing, but, like, even for digital, you'd think they'd have updated the digital versions at least. You sure would. I know uh, Jim Zub mentioned on Twitter, it's like, yeah, Ages of Wakanda is cancelled, and no, we're not getting the Empire tie-in, I wrote. Yeah. <laughs> That's fucking disappointing. Yeah. That's a double slap. That's not only do you not get to finish this, but also this thing you wrote we're not even going to put out. Just as long as they don't do a DC and when, like, an omnibus or something for this is announced, they're like, we're putting all these issues back in it and charging you extra for it. 
Oh, they just might. Although, honestly, because they cut so many, I think you could actually justify that with being like, and here's all the content you didn't see. Yeah, like an extra volume or something. Yeah. Yeah, really. Uh, Empire the Lost Wars or Empire the Lost Front. Yeah. That'd be something. But uh, yeah, Empire, surprisingly solid. I dug it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also got our uh, taste of X-Men this week, too. Uh, we got X-Force number 10. Yes, the, the most horniest of issues. Mm, no doubt about <laughs> it, man. Those those X-Riders, I have to imagine during their teleconference there, they're like, okay, what new fetishes are we going to invent this year in X-Men, everybody? <laughs> Everyone, okay, I'm just going to write down a sex position on here, throw it out there, and you uh, come up with two mutants for it, and we'll go from there. <laughs> That's just how they write everything now. <laughs> that's that's what Sword of X is about. That's how they came up mm. with that. We're just going to be crossing all the swords <laughs> in X of Swords. <laughs> just 24 issues of that. <laughs> uh, Apocalypse, how have I been defeated? You have humbled the great Apocalypse. <laughs> Apocalypse invented crossing swords back in the Mesopotamian era. <laughs> We knew, we knew, somehow we knew. <laughs> the chat just keeps saying plant vor now. Yeah, probably. Yeah, that's, that's coming. That's that's coming. That's I mean, it, it, coming. I mean, it kind of already is because Black Tom is like dating or fucking Krakoa. Yeah, something. And, and, and he's eating the dirt. Yeah. He's like mm, just just a, just a little to keep me going. Ah. That's filthy, yep. <laughs> He's a fucking weirdo. He's a, such a fucking he, weirdo. He was always a weird character, and I like that they're leaning even further into it to now that it's like, no, he is the weirdest guy around. Yeah. <laughs> that that's all all he is. Oh, man. Uh, it's funny, too, you know, to, to kind of pick up with this story because it's been so long since the last issue. I had to remind they myself, were... like, what's going on? Oh, yeah, Beast is being, like, a shady motherfucker. Yeah, I had to go back and watch my old video on issue 9 to even remember what happened, which is always nice in this line of work. But yeah, Beast is acting like Amanda Waller, running secret backroom missions when he shouldn't, and Gene catches him with his blue hand in the cookie jar, and she literally has it out with him, and she gives him a real fucking verbal talking to that I quite enjoy. I, I very much enjoyed that. I was actually surprised we got it this soon, because I thought we were going to get that for a little bit longer than we did. Because mm -hmm. we only kind of really learnt, like, the last issue, that he was kind of like a shady motherfucker. Yeah. I, I mean, as Gene so eloquently pokes, puts it, are you so arrogant that you thought you could keep secrets from a psychic? Yeah, yeah. And he's like, yes, yes, I did. <laughs> and, and like how he just has a fucking excuse for everything. It's yeah. like, okay, sure. I, I killed one person, but he was a bad guy and I was protecting the nation. Like, okay, my math was wrong. And this whole nation may, you know, die due to plant genocide and everything. But we can learn so much about Krakoa from this and making sure it doesn't happen here. And Gene's just like, just, just shut up. Just shut the fuck up, Hank. Yeah, I, I also like like when she, when she went to go and stop this because she's the one who kind of saved X-Force from these weird plant cult like yeah. ancient aztec things um i like that she says now she's done that beast is probably going to try and annex the country uh interesting i wonder because yeah she she basically quits at the end of it she mm -hmm. tells logan in their steamy little hot tub scene she's like i can't i can't put up with it anymore i'm not i'm not an anti-hero mm -hmm. like the rest of you it's it's too dirty it's too morally complex and i wonder with her gone does that mean that beast is gonna have free reign to be more of a shady asshole or does that mean that he's actually gonna stop now yeah it's very interesting 
place to take the character they also do mention uh gene says like oh shade will uh sage will have to uh kind of step up and logan's like eh, mm. she's, she's a bit of a pussy i don't think she's, yeah, she's right. cut out for it <laughs> for this line of work they they compare her to a calculator and then they yeah. also say hey what about uh what about colossus we got to try and bring him closer and they also imply that Wolverine is seeing Colossus's dick, which, yeah, naturally. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. At the, at the big mutant orgies. Yeah, he's, he's got a big heart. Hey, he's got a big everything. <laughs> uh, this is a fun time in comics. I, I wonder, too, because it's funny, uh, Colossus was on the cover of X-Force number one, and he's been hanging around the periphery of Domino's story, but has not officially joined the team. Yeah, he's only kind of, he's kind of only been on, like, one mission with them, really. But, yeah, I, I could see him definitely joining up, because yeah they they did that whole arc with it like him and domino were kind of like kindred spirits in a way yeah very much so domino's story is really fascinating too that you know she was tortured by zeno uh then died and had the memories removed from her even though she didn't seem to want that at no. first and wolverine's like really you you willingly doctored your own memory you you know my whole character is that my memory is swiss cheese and there's stuff i want to remember but i can't that's that's kind of weird that you would sh- willingly do that <laughs> Yeah, and she just tells him to shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, do what, she, my mind is my own. <laughs> yeah, which she didn't feel like that before, and I'm like, oh, well, this is interesting. And, like, Quentin Quire even brings this up where it's like, hey, if you die, what's to stop us from rolling back, like, an older version of your memory where those hmm. traumatic uh, things are still there? Yeah, yeah, I think we even talked about this when we talked about issue nine or when her story ended on that, where it's like, yeah, did, did she want this to happen? Or did someone like put that in her memory that she wanted this to happen? Mm. And this is like, again, could relate back to beast, like doctoring his team's memories. So they forget certain Ooh, things. That's fun. That's interesting. Yeah. Mutant CIA must have full deniability at all times. Yeah. Again, it makes sense that beast would do something like that, especially after the last mission, which was him. He, he knew the team was going to die. So like, yeah, he would just definitely remove their memories of that. And he got caught being in trouble and everything. Yeah. It's like, well, what if I bring you back and you don't remember the bad thing I did? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then I'm okay. Right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, X-Force continues to be cool. If you like an action series, if you like what is, I would say what is basically a uh, mutant suicide squad, but that other book Hellions is even more mutant suicide <laughs> squad than this. <laughs> When's that book come back? I want to read Hellions number two. Issue one was really pretty, strong. I think pretty soon. I think pretty soon. I was all about that book. Uh, we both were. Yeah, I know. I know. This this coming week we got <laughs> we have a uh, a Wolverine tie-in for Iron Man twenty twenty. Oh, I don't know why. <laughs> because you put Wolverine on it and it sells, but also like yeah. Yeah, when's that event? That event should have finished by now. It should just been over. <laughs> yeah, you'd think so. I still haven't read issue four yet. I'm going to. It's it's good, but it's like it's like okay. I know, like obviously, pandemic and everything is like sort of put everything in limbo. But like this has gone on for too long. Just like give us all the issues at once. And also, we already know you have the new guy picked out and like a new number one ready to go. Yeah, that's definitely part of it. So that was all the books I read. Did you uh, read anything else you want to talk about? I did. Yeah, Um, I read Superman issue twenty three this week. And it oh, was yes. probably my favorite issue I read this week, or one of my favorite really? issues this week. Yeah, this, and I said on Twitter when I reviewed this, this is a story that's going to go over everyone's head, and boy, did it. 
boy did I, it. I heard I heard a lot of people getting very angry. I've obviously checked yeah. out on all Bendis related Superman, but all all I heard was anger and vitriol. But please, Matt, give me your alternate take, as I am always interested to hear. Uh, so this is the Doctor Fate storyline. Uh, Superman uh, wants to figure out like on behest of like his friends and his wife he goes to see dr fate uh for a checkup just to make sure <laughs> he's okay and like why was his response to everything that has happened in his life from him agreeing for his son to go off with his father to uh all this sort of stuff why was his response to all of that him revealing his identity he wants to make sure he's yeah. he's in the right mind he's not there's not some control over his mind or something and it's <laughs> i've been taking crazy pills has yeah. some bald man been puppeteering my life and i don't mean luther yeah 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 he wants to try and f determine that and uh he goes to see dr fate who is played by khalid here um we get to see the justice league dark and everything and this is technically oh. the first time they have actually met um khalid and superman it, it's actually really cool because khalid says like we have met before but every other time has been during like a crisis or some big event so i just wanted to meet That's you like fun. at the tower of fate where everything's kind of quiet um but yeah him and superman he kind of acts like superman's therapist because uh superman sort of is coaxed into talking about all of this stuff that has gone on in his life with leviathan and his son being aged up and it's really cool to have superman have a human moment where he actually gets angry that his father took um took his son away from him and he came back aged up like he missed all those years and he is really angry about that and angry about at himself time. because it was him who who said yeah you can go away your son wanted to go away you let him go away it, it was is really great at that and um we get also get Sounds a really like what was that I was going to say, sounds like Bendis is doing a lot of lampshade hanging. <laughs> <laughs> um, Khalid as well, like, is trying to, is kind of acting like all these people that are getting angry where he's trying to piece it together. And he doesn't understand because Superman hasn't talked to anyone. Because Superman mm -hmm. thinks no one will understand because he's Superman. Everyone thinks he can't have problems. He's Superman. He's best hero in the world he can't have human problems because he's mm. superman very very meta yeah and the b plot of this is there's some dea agent who got saved by like a magic box that ends up turning out to be uh the being Xan xanadoth xanadu xanadoth like related <laughs> xanadu won't uh, cry for who, you <laughs> who uh coincidentally is coming after dr fate because they were the original owner of the dr fate helmet oh yeah hmm interesting yeah it was a really cool issue and it went over everyone's head <laughs> well i'm glad to hear your take on that matt i'm glad to hear you actually were able to enjoy it because yeah. i know how bad it was when you couldn't enjoy superman <laughs> so uh so was that it was that everything then i believe so yep yeah, it was a big week, but not a huge week. So, uh, yeah, I guess we'll start winding down the show then. Uh, thank you, everyone, for coming and hanging out with us. We had, like, 30 people here on Twitch on Sunday night. I really appreciate that because I know you have a lot of choices uh, on a night like this to watch, and I'm glad you all sat and watched us. That uh, makes me really appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, everyone. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, 
uh, be sure to, as always, uh, like, comment, subscribe, do all that uh, social media stuff. You can find Matt and myself on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, this show, uh, if you want to watch it live, it's Sunday, usually around 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We always try and do it. Uh, usually goes up on Wednesday at uh, 8 a.m. on the YouTube channel and uh, up on SoundCloud when I remember I actually didn't <laughs> upload episode 196 yet. I got to do Oops. that. It, it's it, it's hard on the weeks I play D&D because, like, that's so much to put together just, yeah. like, of another show's worth of audio. And I'm like, oh, good, I'm done. That's like, no, you're not. <laughs> you still got shit to do. So, again, thank you so much, everyone. Uh, if you're a patron, you get to listen to this first before anyone else. Matt tries to get that all sorted, and I try and get that up to you as soon as we can. You become a patron for as little as a dollar a month if you want the video version. Uh, costs you a little bit more, but I promise it's definitely worth it. I try and upload uh, to the Patreon as much as I can. Also, as I said before, uh, check out the Amazon link. Anything you buy from there really helps out me and Matt keep uh, keep the lights on. And be sure to uh, clear your schedule on Friday if you can, because I'm going to try and be streaming all day for my birthday. So come out and say hi to me there over on my Twitch channel. Yeah, I'm looking to stream some Ghost of Tsushima as well. I think I get it like mm-hmm. at least a couple of hours before you guys get it. So, you do. So I'm hoping to get it early in the morning and just kind of hopefully maybe stream all day. I'm, I'm glad I didn't buy it for myself yet because I uh, literally had my father saying like, hey, is there a new game coming out you want? I know it's your birthday. I'm like, oh yeah, this new Samurai <laughs> thing. I was going to buy it and stream it. I, I like literally had my hand like over the car. thing. was like, no, don't do it. I need to buy this. Like, don't, <laughs> don't do this. It's like, y- you can use them PlayStation cards for it, right? I'm like, yeah, probably okay then. Okay. <laughs> I, I bought a physical copy because I got the, uh, uh, the special edition of it, the steel book oh, and nice. all the really cool shit that comes with it. Nice, nice. I've been buying so many games online digitally now. I started it before the virus thing, and I'm doing it even more now because it's like, oh, cool. I don't have to go to the store for this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can start it, you know, uploading and doing its thing before I go to bed by the time I wake up. Mm-hmm. So, all right then, everyone. We'll start bringing the show to a close. Again, thank you so much for watching and listening, and Matt and I will be back again next week, everyone. Bye-bye. Right, bye.